Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are celebrating our 500th episode. Woohoo! We also have special guests. The illustrious Cody Moffat. Thank you, thank you. It's it's an honor. He is here to to provide his wisdom and uh, friendship to all mankind through our podcast. Friendship to all mankind. Was the last time yeah. we were all three on the podcast together? Was that the, the Batman review? Probably. I think so. Yeah. So, sounds Which, right. Sounds right. That's a great episode. Everyone should go check out the Batman review. That may have been almost a year ago. I was a little scared coming on because I've like talked so much smack about Chris every episode I've been on. <clears throat> yeah. You know, um, I did want to take issue with, <laughs> with that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, that's why I brought you on today. <laughs> My philosophy is if you abandon your post, you deserve what you get. So That's true. Uh, so this week, we are um, going to rank our top five things. Um, and by, by things, I think that we mean movie, TV show, comic, uh, video game, and some kind of bonus item that is yet to be determined. But then we started talking about our top five uh, UFOs and top five guitar pedals <laughs> and top five who knows what. So we may end with more than just the normal things we talk about. Top five toaster ovens. <laughs> the brave little toaster. Number one. That's, that number was one. yeah number one. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> I think about that at least once a week. Dude, that movie was so scary. It was terrifying. Top five scares. Brave little toaster. Yeah. 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 Um, all, we also have some kind of game that John has uh, devised for us. Maybe some kind of saw level game. Not really sure. Um, so we'll find you that didn't out. Ride a tricycle in a frame. Yeah. We also have some picks of the week. So we've got a, a ch- an episode that's chock full of fun. It's it's pumped. It's pumped full. Like it's a yeah. pumped up episode. You know, it's pumped up. Like, like Stretch Armstrong. No, not that. That the uh, like the uh, what were those? What were those other things? <laughs> Stretch Armstrong's enemies, like that yeah. you like pumped up. Yeah, you pumped them up, and then they uh-huh. like sucked all the air out of them, and then you could bend them. Yeah. Oh, they were like the bad guys for Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. The nineties had yeah. great toys like that. I had one of those. Yeah. I had one of those too. Um, it's corn stre- syrup. It was corn syrup. It's corn syrup. Yeah. In Stretch Armstrong. I watched a video about Stretch Armstrong yesterday. Stretch Armstrong. Yes, literally yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs> How did Stretch Armstrong into your life two days in a row? <laughs> Apparently, it looks like I might be able to buy an, a Stretch Arm. Yeah. Stretch Armstrong, large original stretch action figure, tr- stretchy toy off of Amazon. For this for how weird. much? It's only $32. But wait, is it is it, is, it from back then? And it's just gonna be like it's like a rock. No, now? it looks real weird. Look at this. He looks. He looks. Yeah, I don't hmm. like that. I mean, that, looks, that looks about how they did. No, originally. Oh, this guy's real. Like, I don't know what this guy's doing. Did you ever put band aids on yours? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, when he when he like when his his uh, armpit inevitably stretched too much and got a hole in it. Yeah, it was so sad. I know they make make stretch Armstrong 
Darth Vader's. I know they make like so there are there are like Stretch Armstrong like it's not the same brand, but they do make uh, Stretch Armstrong like Sonic the Hedgehogs and things like that. Oh yeah, they get this. So they make this is literally the Stretch Armstrong brand. They have Star Wars, Stretch Armstrongs, Transformers. It's a Stretch Bumblebee. Some kind of like X-ray things where you can see the insides of the stretch. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't either. Yeah. Uh, octopus for the, f- and for monsters. The listeners, it looked gross. It was very gross. I mean, it's like a it's like a, the internal uh, circulatory system and and lungs maybe. Yeah, we got lo- yeah. we got a lot of organs. I, There's I, a lot. I feel of like I see the that. I feel like I see the heart, lungs, and a part of a digestive system in there. Skull right. of some sort or something. Oh yeah, so maybe I the don't... nervous system as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't either. I think who's keeping Stretch Armstrong in business? Is it Cracker know. Barrel or <laughs> like in the toy aisle? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah, I don't think I've seen him in like a in a, like a t- Target or anything for a long time. Do children play with toys? No. 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 They got iPads. Why would you play with a toy? They're, if I had an talk- iPad when I was a kid, I would never <clears throat> play with a toy. So we had like the Game Gear growing up, and like you know we still still played with things. I don't know if that's you on mean par. We, with an you iPad. mean when we were kids? Yeah, yeah, that was thirty years ago. You're telling me that like that iPads are so much cooler than a Game Gear that they're going to keep people from from playing with toys? Yeah, 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 that's yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> like the internet. I mean, like why? <laughs> why do why would anything? I play with Nerf guns? Yeah. <laughs> the algorithm's gonna suck me in. Like I don't know. Oh, need... Algorithm always. That's what it's there to do. Yeah. Well, guys, we're gonna we're <laughs> gonna be listing. We can maybe make some of these the top things later. But yeah. what have you been up to this week, Chris? You go first. Oh, what have I been up to this week? Okay, so uh, I'm real late on this, um, but I uh, watched finally watched all of Chernobyl. Did I talk about this yet? You talked about that you started it, and it was like yeah. you you enjoyed it so far. Oh, it's so great. Apparently, it's the same director. He's directing uh, The Last of Us. I didn't realize that. Yeah, same but, writer. Um, uh, same writer, for sure. Yeah. Sure. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, excited about, um, I'm excited about that. But yeah, Chernobyl, fantastic miniseries. Everyone should watch it. So good. Um, yeah, that's, that's really what I've been up to. Other than that, like I'm still reading through uh, Prince Harry's book, Spare. Um, I have pretty much bailed on... Um, on uh, what should we call it? Marvel Snap. It uh, hasn't really captured my attention that much anymore, and uh, I'm uh, enjoying the new season of Modern Warfare Warzone. Modern Warfare Two Warzone. That's awesome, Cody. What have you been up to this week? Uh, I recently rediscovered the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> had you uh, <laughs> had you forgotten them for a while? Yeah, I mean, I really haven't like read anything or seen anything since i was like eight years old and they keep making them like they've been making them for like almost 40 years now like i looked it up i'm like they started in like 86 so like a year before i was born and i'm like they've just been making comics ever since so it's it's a legacy thing so i'm reading this one called the last ronin right now Mm. which is like uh, it's set in the future. There's some kind of like, uh, like George Orwell esque, like 1984 kind of, you know, like cyberpunk city. And you see one of the turtles, but you don't know which turtle it is. And 
you get you kind of learn that he's like the last of the Ninja Turtles. And he's play, he's fighting with all the weapons, and he's going after like a CEO of a company. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. This is kind of awesome. And like April O'Neil shows up, and she looks like Sarah Connor from Terminator. Amazing. Like like, and it's kind of it's kind of dark for Ninja Turtles. Like, uh, yeah, I'd suggest reading it. I haven't finished it yet, so I can't. I can't super say. But is, is it in a? Are you reading uh, single issues or is this a graphic novel? It's a graphic novel. I'm, I'm reading it on a Comixology. It just What's is it like free there. Uh, the Last that was Ronin. Free? Oh my god. Yeah. Well, if you. I mean, if, you're if you have the subscribed to Comixology, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's free if you pay money. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's, it's like the Game it Pass makes, thing. It makes it feel like it's free because I have subscribed to this. It's subsidized by. Dude, this looks. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It looks amazing. The art style is pretty cool. Have yeah, you finished so, um, it yet? I haven't finished it yet. I typically only read like during breakfast. So. Oh my gosh, this looks real good. Kevin Eastman. What else has he done? Ninja Turtles. That's all he's done. Yeah, that's basically all I've done, man. I've no, I'm saying. I know. I mean, I said. <laughs> No, not you. <laughs> I, Kevin Eastman. I think it's the guy Kevin who wrote Eastman. it. So are you subscribed to... What are you subscribed to in Comixology? Comixology uh, Unlimited? Yeah, Comixology Unlimited. Oh, so what is that? Uh, oh, am I subscribed? It says read for free. I what? feel like... How am I subscribed to this? I don't know. You pay every month for this thing that you don't know you, you have. You might be subscribed uh, accidentally. It's through Amazon or something, so maybe it's like maybe maybe it's, you did a trial at some point. Are you on Kindle Unlimited? Uh, maybe. Ooh, I don't. How do I even know this? <laughs> how can I tell? I don't know. That's a good question because even whenever you like purchase things on Comixology, it like feeds oh, you to Amazon. Yeah, I I apparently since last year, no, since 2017, a member of Comixology Unlimited. How much am I paying for this? Um, it's not insubstantial. <laughs> it's like five bucks a month or something, I think. Uh, and then, and then since September 9th of last year, Kindle Unlimited. I don't know how much I'm paying for that. Oh, no. Oh, no. Maybe they're tied. Maybe they're the same Links thing. Linked together maybe or if, something. Maybe if you have Kindle Unlimited, you get Comixology because, like, I can pull up my Comixology comics in Kindle. So you probably okay, did so one of those free trials. I probably did, and then just forgot. That's how they get you, man. Yeah. I ordered some shoes off Zappos the other day. Amazon van dropped him off. Weird. I was too lazy to go outside, and I'm like, what is this? Do they so own So I checked Zappos? my Amazon orders. I didn't have any. Yeah, they own Zappos. Bezos oh, wow. has his fingers in everything. He, <laughs> he does. Space. <laughs> space. He owns space now. Oh, man. So, John, what have you been up to this week? Man, so this week I haven't been up to very much. Uh, you know, it's a it's been... It's been kind of like a hey, I'm I'm gonna like you know dip into Apex, been uh, the the new season, but I haven't like been like playing every day or anything like that. I have I've also fallen off of Marvel Snap the last week or so a little bit, where like I'll I, I'll play like every couple of days, like I played maybe twice last week, and uh, and so like you know it's it's a it's really fun. Like I have a brand like a really fun new deck that I built with some of the new seasons cards, but like I just I, I don't know I just I haven't been like 
sitting down and thinking like, oh yeah, I should open that and play a match or something. Um, I've still been doing uh, Fire Emblem, you know, engage, doing like a, a map every day where it's like, hey, before you know, before uh, calling it for the day, I you know play through uh, play through one map of that that game, and then like that's about it. So um, not a ton. I'm 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 excited for uh, for for Mandalorian coming up. I also though haven't watched a ton of TV either. So it's just basically a bunch of a bunch of the same over here for 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 me. Um, which means that I think it's time for the pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right. In case you were wondering, I found the price for uh, Kindle Unlimited is ten dollars, and the <laughs> price for Comixology Unlimited is six dollars. Oh no! So I've been paying sixteen dollars a month for these. And didn't even realize it. For a year. <laughs> For at least, well, the Comixology since 2017. So that's like six <laughs> years. <laughs> wow. Let me, let me, let me do the math. Oh my on, on that six years times 12 months <laughs> is 72 times $6. $432 I've spent on Comixology oh Unlimited. No. And they should just be even... giving you these comics. Oh. You should get all the Turtles comics. I know. <laughs> oh, oh no. my goodness. Oh, no. So the big question is, do I cancel it, or do I try to get my money's worth real fast? And, <laughs> and read through $432 worth of comics. Get your money's worth, man. <laughs> In, like, the next couple of days, because I'm sure it renews on the yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Chris! I'm sorry. You know, I'm just gonna deal with that. Oh, <laughs> uh, like so. That could have bought example. me that guitar pedal I want. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm so sorry. Oh, I always gosh. hear like advertisements for like these services that are like, <laughs> we'll identify what you're subscribed to and unsubscribe <laughs> you from all of your services or whatever. And I'm always like. Oh, you know, that's that, you know, that's cool. <laughs> what does yeah. that do? What kind of moron doesn't know what he subscribed to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the same thing, and then I then I don't realize what I'm subscribed to as well. Well, some of them are tricky, right? So, like Apple, if you're subscribed to stuff on Apple, you get it as like one, yeah, one bill, like yeah, like one like, charge on your credit card. What was this thirty six dollars? I don't know. <laughs> no way to know. It's like Apple One, Comixology, <laughs> Kindle, <laughs> HBO. Oh I don't know why I subscribed to any of that. Oh my goodness. That's the thing. It's it probably was like, hey, I want to read this one comic. Yep. And then you read it. Yep. It probably was, dude. It was probably like it was probably like that uh Scott Snyder like witches series or something like that. that oh, I read like that. That, that sounds like right. The right time period for, yeah, for that, that to right. have happened. That was a long time ago. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that was 20... legit six years ago because yeah. I remember reading it too. <laughs> oh, man. oh my goodness! Um, um, well, next week, Chris, right, well, I feel like you're feel like you're gonna have like a ton to talk about because it's just gonna be comics, comics. Com- yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's start with Cody. Cody, what is your pick of the week? Oh, man, my pick was the last Ronin. I thought we were doing it last. Oh. I only do one thing a week. <laughs> you only do one thing a week. <laughs> yeah, I only do one thing a week. I just kind of sit and stare at a wall otherwise. Oh, uh, <laughs> I've been getting into uh, looping guitar. 
Ooh. I've resisted it for forever. Well, well, uh, <laughs> you're like, anything that Ed Sheeran does, I can't do. No, I'm, not- I'm just like, I'm like, this is goofy. Why do people do this? It's such a gimmick. <laughs> and then I started doing it, and I'm like, this is actually, like, really fun. This is, like, <laughs> so fun. So, like, I, I looked at some, like, I've got a computer rig, and I've got uh, M Super Looper, that plug-in on there. And I'm like, this is great. And then I got Loopy Pro on iPad, and I'm like, this is kind of better. So I'm like, I've been building and rebuilding my rig all week based on uh, the software I prefer. Mm, interesting. Using octave pedals, you play the bass part, you get that yeah. going. Yeah. I still think you should get, what was that thing that I sent you? That, like, harpsichord-looking guitar thing? Oh, man. Uh, what was that called? I don't even remember. It's not the, it's not the Chapman stick. Uh, I'm going to have to look at our Cor- texts. Corey Henry plays it. Harpeggi. Yeah, the Harpeggi. Yeah, Harpeggi. Harpeggi. But uh, yeah, that just looks really hard, Chris. So I, I know. I mean, I think if you mastered it, you could you could uh, definitely impress at any party. Yeah. You could play <laughs> three chords and impress at any party, though. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. The... The other thing that I, I you've done, like, haven't you? Didn't you start watching The Last of Us, Cody? We mentioned, like, you know. Oh yeah, it was in the last week. Yeah, that show is maybe, maybe my favorite show that's been on in a long time, like years. Mm. Like, I, I was I was trying to watch Rings of Power and get into it, and I was like, I love Lord of the Rings, but I just it just didn't draw me in. Uh, House of the Dragon, same. Like, I couldn't, I just couldn't get into it. The Last of Us was like. Oh man, like I'm excited for every episode. Like it uh it drew me in like season 1 of Walking Dead did. Like you're just straight into the action. Interesting characters, great actors. That's great. I'm I'm still behind on it though. I'm like the last one I saw was episode 3, which like was emotionally destructive. Like so, that, that was, was the thing. That was the thing with me about like The Last of Us a lot of time. Like that's why I stopped watching. Mean, was because you I mean was The like, Walking Dead. Yeah, sorry, not Last of Us. We're Walking Dead. My goodness, getting getting the, the two series confused. Um, but like, I stopped watching Walking Dead because it was just like, man, this is just it's just too much pain each week. Where I'm like, I'm just inflicting like emotional stress on myself <laughs> for for you know very little payoff in in that show. I felt that way about Breaking Bad, which is arguably one of the greatest TV shows ever. I just couldn't yeah. handle it. Like, <laughs> it was it was too heavy for me. I've tried to get into Breaking Bad numerous times, and just it's just not. I I just doesn't doesn't hit me ever. I've tried. I've watched the first like three episodes of Breaking Bad like multiple times at this point. If there's not aliens or zombies or wizards in it, though, I'm kind of like I'm out. <laughs> so speaking of uh, <laughs> speaking of those types of things, did you hear? Um that uh, there are new Lord of the Rings movies on the way. What? So from earlier, from I saw who? this earlier today. I, for, I forgot about it. No, from, so Warner Brothers and New Line struck a multi-year deal with Swedish company Embracer Group, which allows the studios to make more adaptations of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. On the call, CEO of, I guess this is Warner Brothers, said the deal includes multiple films based on J.R.R. Tolkien series. So Embracer Group, what 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 rights did they have to the Lord of the Rings? They must have the Lord of the Rings rights or something like that. Well, but like, so I know that like WB has the games, like because they had like Shadow of War, Shadow of Mordor, 
Um, but like, I didn't realize that Embracer Group had some sort of a license for Lord of the Rings for some sort of media. Interesting. Yeah, yeah let me look. Let me see here. I mean, uh, I know that, like, you know, there's that other, like, uh, there's the Gollum game, that the Gollum VR game or whatever that was that came out um, last year, and I don't wait, know who came published out? that. I think, I mean, unless it's still coming out this year. No, I don't think that came out yet. Okay. I would be okay. all over that. I've been waiting for a Gollum game for so long. Especially if it is VR, right? I'm not wrong that it's VR. Is it VR? I don't think it is. I feel oh, like well, it's, I like, might be wrong about everything, then. Okay, so this yeah. was from oh man, none of I don't know if I knew any of this. So this was back in August of last year. Embracer Group enters into agreement to acquire IP rights to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit literary works by J.R.R. Tolkien. Interesting. Um, so it looks like I'm just gonna read this. This is a really huge sentence and I can't Embracer Group, through its wholly owned subsidiary free mod free mode has entered in, into an agreement to acquire Middle-Earth Enterprises, a division of the Saul Zance Company, which owns a vast intellectual property catalog and worldwide rights to motion pictures, video games, board games, merchandising, theme parks, and stage productions relating to the iconic fantasy literary works The Lord of the Rings trilogy and The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien, as well as matching rights in other Middle-Earth-related literary works authorized by the Tolkien Estate and HarperCollins, which have yet to be explored. That's the longest sentence I've ever read in my entire life. Stage so, plays? Did it say stage plays? I think so. Yeah, stage productions. Literally, like, basically everything. I thought theme parks was an interesting one. <laughs> this seems so weird. Who would, why would you sell that stuff? Whatever. Uh, I mean, you know. I mean, I don't, I don't know if Christopher... I don't know what, who, who runs the Tolkien estate anymore. I mean, Christopher Tolkien passed away. Well, and also, like, what the... What are you going to do? Like, if you don't have any plans to do it, do anything with it, like, you might as well yeah. sell the rights and take that profit. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it's people make those decisions, you know, all, all the time to sell those types of things. Sometimes people regret it later down the road. But, like, yeah, I, you think, know. I think it's just, it's kind of like the, we've talked about it before a little bit with, like, maybe, I mean, it's just in a different way with, I guess, uh, George R. R. Martin, but it's like, you know, Tolkien's world really. I like when I think about three people who have who have really done it and stewarded that well. J.R. himself, Christopher Tolkien, and Peter Jackson. You know, like those are the those are the three. I feel like it would be hard to do a new Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I mean, are they remaking them or even whenever they did weird. the show? Like, it's interesting that like. Um, whenever they were just clear where they're like, Hey, we are, we're sort of like, we're going to like halfway link to the uh, movie universe, but it's, it's still its own thing. Like Howard Shore did the, the theme for the new one um, on, on Amazon, like the rings of power. And which is the same, it's the composer of, of, uh, of J yeah. uh, Peter Jackson's. So like it, like thematically uh, feels similar, but it's it's definitely like its own thing and wouldn't necessarily like tie in to those movies, but it it could like it feels like it could. Um, so like they they kind of like ride that line of like, hey, yeah, we're we're sort of like these, but we're not. Like if you made another like Lord of the Rings trilogy, I feel like that just be it's just it's just a losing game, like a losing battle there, because like no matter what you do, everybody's gonna compare it to the excellent you know, original Lord of the Rings trilogy right. from well, Peter Jackson. And, that, and that's, that's how I feel about a lot of like, so like it makes, it makes sense to do like remakes of movies that were like, 
uh, pre uh, CGI visual effects. Yeah, I agree with that. I think or early CGI extent. video effects or early yeah. CGI. Yeah, like where it's like th- they didn't pull it off. Like they had a grand yes. vision, but they 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 made their best effort, but the, the tech wasn't there. Yes. Yeah. But things like Lord of the Rings, like the tech was there, and it still looks great when I watch it today. Right. Like yeah. I want. I I just recently watched the uh, the 4K versions of them. Like they're fantastic. They look great. So or Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park at CG. Amazing. Looks amazing. They were clever with it. Like they hid stuff with rain and like yep. darkness, and it just it looked awesome when it re-released in theaters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Interesting. There are really there are parts of Lord of the Rings that look goofy, but not many. Well, yeah, and I like I always think it's it's things like um you know and like the first one, like when they're you know hiding from the the Black Rider like the the Nazgul and stuff like that. It's like that stuff kind of looks weird, but it's all like it's all weird anyway. Like it's shot with these weird Dutch angles and like it's I think Peter Jackson's you, horror stuff. Yeah, yeah, it feels more like it was a stylistic choice than it was just, and it may not have been, but it feels like a stylistic choice that rather than them trying to like work around their lack of visual effects. The only goofy part that I can think of in my mind was whenever whenever Legolas does this weird flip thing onto the onto the back of a horse at one point, like he like, grabs the front of the reins of the horse and then like literally like swings himself out this way and then back the other way. And you're it's just, just like, that's uh, not Orlando how a Bloom human moves. sucks at riding horses. It's like, well, that's like, that's not how a real human moves. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> hot take. I've actually never seen Orlando Bloom on a horse, so he has to suck at it. I hope he rides a horse to your house and just whips <laughs> your butt. Like, <laughs> him and Vigo. He just rides a horse to my house. I just look outside, and he's just like outside. <laughs> and he's like, this is for skipping the podcast so many times. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> no, uh, the goofy part to me—the one goofy scene—it's—it's it's like a split second, kind of barely. But like, Mary and Pippin when they like get into like Treebeard's Treebeard's hand or something. Oh yeah, it, it does yeah, look yeah. weird. It, that that part like is the only part that sticks out and looks like some like weird goofy like eighties fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I can get that. Like I can get that. It's like a throwback to the old cartoon. Yeah. All right, that was a, that was a side that was a side. Yeah, John. So, John, what is your pick of the week for this week? My, Since, what, my what pick is of the week this week is. Cody's is oh, last I've got of one. Us. I've got one. Oh, interrupt, John. You got to do one. You got to do one. Right. John. I've seen all of YouTube now, and uh, <laughs> you I've been looking seen at all of YouTube. All of YouTube. I've seen all all of YouTube. I was out sick one day this week, so I saw all <laughs> of YouTube, and there's a series of YouTube videos that are like they use some AI to generate images oh. of like some popular series. Like I think I saw. It was like all 150 Pokemon if they were in an 80s dark fantasy. Yes. It's amazing. And they, they look like they all look like Jim Henson Muppets and stuff. It's awesome. That's amazing. There's like the they're like Futurama if it was an 80s dark fantasy. And and just stuff like that. Like and they play like Synthwave behind it. And <laughs> the awesome. images are awesome. The AI images are wicked sweet. That's super cool. If you type in like 80s dark fantasy. It'll probably pop up all these AI like renderings nice. and they're ridiculous. Nice. All right, John, what's your pick of the week? My pick of the week this week is a the soundtrack to a video game that is being shut down in June. What? What's being shut down? The video game. It's a uh it is it is called um 
Knockout City. It is a dodgeball video game, and it is a multiplayer game. And so it's basically a uh, it, like it's it's all, all all online multiplayer. Don't have enough players. They're going to shut down the servers in in June. It didn't come out that long ago. Um, but I was told that the soundtrack was amazing. And so I checked it out and it is in fact an amazing soundtrack. Um, like legit, like it, it, it has some jams. The song planet hop is real good. Um, it, it's like, you know, there's, uh, the composer has like a bunch of different other artists. So it's the, uh, the soundlings is the, uh, is the group that did the soundtrack, but then there's like, and Command Play, and Rick and the Humans, and uh, the Scratched Brass Band, and so like, there's these like amazing like hip hop stylings, uh, jazz kind of stuff. Um, there's like a tw- you know twelve bar blues kind of things that they have going on there. It's very uh, brassy, very like beat driven, and uh, really a kind of high intensity fun uh, brass and and kind of with hip hop influenced uh, beats in it, and it's really a good soundtrack. Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, man, do I go now, now go, since I love the soundtrack, do I now go and play the game before it gets removed in June? Um, or do I just live with the memory and, and, and like have the soundtrack now and just be like, you know, I'm, I don't know what I'm missing. So like, why, why would I miss it? Um, you know, if the game is yeah, good, yeah. you know, <laughs> I don't know. That's a dilemma, but it is a, it is a jam. Nice. I'll check that out. Let me uh, let me pull up on my phone here. I'm just gonna like play just a little bit of it and see if 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 you guys can 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 hear you know some of it here. Let me see. Here's a little bit of Planet Hop. It's like oh, a, yeah. it's all Cowboy Bebop era jazz. <laughs> or like Venture Brothers. That's what it reminds me of. Oh yeah, Venture Brothers too a little bit. <laughs> We're uh, we're pulling a heist, you know. Whenever whenever that music is playing, you it's know? super cool. It's a jam. All right, my pick of the week. Um, you know, this is another left field. I feel like all these are kind of left field. They're not really like uh, not really like games or anything like that. But my pick of the week is the XFL is back. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. So um, the XFL, you know, like it first appeared back in what was that twenty twenty two thousand one. It was a partnership between WWE and NBC, and it was like, we have less rules, so it's more violent, and all this kind of stuff. And uh, it lasted for one season. And then um, Vince McMahon brought it back in 2018 and poured about $200 million into it. And um, it's always been billed as like, hey, this is, this is you know, like you can watch. Um, it starts right after football season, and you, can just, you don't have to stop watching football just because the NFL is done. You can watch this. Um, and they start to franchise and some of them like succeeded like, like really well, like the St. Louis Battlehawks, like they, uh, they were really popular because St. Louis doesn't have a, an NFL team anymore. Others didn't. Um, and then, um, it was kind of like they were trying to figure out what to do in 2019. Then the pandemic happened and Vince McMahon sold it to none other than Dwayne, the rock Johnson, who now owns the entire league. And, uh, and so they... <laughs> He he did what he does, and he made all these partnerships. So he it, they've changed this the XFL into like it has it's it's officially a uh, development league for the NFL. Um, every single game is broadcast on ESPN or ABC. Um, so they have a, a television deal there. Um, they have uh, have 
teams in uh, a lot of cities, most of them in cities without NFL teams. Um, and uh, it seems to be like going really well. They had their first weekend last weekend. They have some really cool uh, um, rule changes that like speed up the game and make it more competitive all the way to the very end. Um, and uh, like where you can score, like, you know, for instance, of uh, a just a, a two-point conversion, you can do a one, two, or three-point conversion, depending on how far away from the goal line you go. You can, like, if you're down in the fourth quarter, you can keep the ball. If you can convert a fourth and 15. Um, and so it's, it's, I don't know. I liked it. It was a lot of fun, um, something new. Uh, and, uh, you know, I love The Rock, as, you, as everyone who listens to the podcast knows. So I will watch anything he does. He bought it from Vince McMahon. He bought it from his, for for fifteen million dollars, so not even like that much compared to how much Vince poured into it. This it's is Vin- like a World Wrestling Federation dynasty. <laughs> yes. R- rumors are that uh, Vince wants to sell or uh, the the whole entire WWE. So, you know, what if The Rock buys that? That'd be wild. That would be crazy. Um. Hey, can I? Can I, since Cody did too, can I do? A, can I throw out another uh, mention that I just thought of? Why not? Okay, it's Bob's the 500th Bur- episode. We can do what we want, Chris. Well, Bob's Burgers also this week uh, released their 250th episode. Dude, they'll catch up to us eventually. Eventually, yeah, and it was way great. Behind, I know. Yeah, they're you know, I don't know if they will catch up. But they're not weekly like we are. No, true, true. Pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> what, what a bunch of losers. We're far better. It's far better than Bob's Burgers. (laughs) No, that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, is there anything special they're doing, or is it literally just like, hey, it's the 250th episode? It was a fun episode. I mean, mean, it's just Bob's Burgers. What are they going to do? You know, like, but it was a good episode. That's awesome. The uh, Bob's Burgers is consistently, like, I I need to catch up with the last, like, two seasons, I feel like. But Bob's Burgers is consistently awesome. No. That's where I dropped off. The movie's great, too. I got to watch it. Got to catch up, man. Yeah. Um, it's on Hulu, right? It's on Hulu. Is that still happening? Yeah, the movie's on Hulu now. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to. I think There's I. There's so much stuff out. I know. I, I haven't. Sub- I, I'm not subscribed to Hulu at the moment, so I should subscribe, watch through all of Bob's Burgers, and then you know, then yes. get rid of it. Yes. Well, first, watch all of Bob's Burgers, and then Only Murders in the Building, and then unsubscribe me. That's the Steve Martin Martin Short thing. Yes, and it is hilarious, dude. Like my dad hated it. He told really? me it's like he's like those guys aren't funny anymore. Oh, they are funny though. <laughs> I think so. It's, I, mean, it's I watched I mean, a couple episodes. It's a different. It's different than their vibe. It's not like Three Amigos. Right. Like, no, it's not like you know. It's not like Three Amigos. It's not like because I've watched their comedy uh, special. It's not like their comedy special. It's not like um, what else was I thinking of? Oh, like they're like anything on SNL or anything like that. Like it's a different thing. It's a it's kind of a dramedy, but it's still I think really funny. And who's who's the third person? Is it Selena Gomez? Selena Gomez, yeah. My favorite is Martin Short, dude. Like he's I mean he is so good, and his comedic timing is impeccable. I looked up uh, the Steve Martin Martin Short tour. Yeah. Apparently, I'm a little late to the game. I'm like the closest show to me would be Chicago. I mean, how far away is that? In, it's it's in like June. It's like four hours That's by not train. Bad. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be bad, but the only tickets left, they were doing two nights. One night had some tickets left. The only tickets left were the lowest was like $900. Oh, my gosh. Where were you, would like, you be like I in guess, the front row? I think so. I 
I didn't look that much further once I saw 900. I'm just like, yeah. okay, I guess I'll never, ever see Martin Short and Steve Martin together. <laughs> Wait until, like, the night of and get on StubHub and see if anybody's just trying to dump their tickets and then, you know, get them for the cheap. Get them for a, a cool 500, 600 instead. <laughs> yeah, instead of, not, hey, you're saving money, you know. <laughs> saving <laughs> For the price of a, a PS5. I mean, and not if he probably has to, like, take the train to, to Chicago to be there that night just in case something goes on sale. I yeah. mean, it's not uh, like uh, I've got friends who do that. Uh, I did that for the Grateful Dead with John Mayer. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know the show was going on. I just showed up in Chicago. And I'm like, what's what are all these hippies doing here? And I'm like, and then I got on <laughs> and got the ticket like that night. I'm like, yeah. okay. I mean, that's the thing. Like, awesome. I mean, anytime I've ever not been able to go to a concert or something like that, and I've just dumped tickets, I've never sold them for a profit. I, like, it's always like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll make like, if I can make half my money back, I'm good. So, like, there's always deals like that out there. So, to summarize, <laughs> picks of the week. <laughs> Cody, your pick of the week was The Last Ronin, XFL slash, uh, slash Bob's Burgers 250, and then, uh, and the Knockout City soundtrack. <laughs> and then the Dark Fantasy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, you the guys got to see Fantasy. it. <laughs> if it wasn't boring for the podcast, I'd like pull it up and make like watch you watch it and be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These are these these are these are legit looking 80s Dark Fantasy renderings. <laughs> All right, John. You're going to have to hit us with this uh, this game that you're playing with us um all right so this game I, I i don't have like a name for it necessarily yet um it is like a spin on something they that, that i saw on uh on the podcast game scoop the only name that i could come up with was to esrb or not to esrb So what I'm going to do is there are descriptions, not just descriptions, but there's like summaries of games ratings um, on the ESCRB website. So whenever a game is rated like E for everyone or T for teen or M for mature, they also do like a rating summary where they break down like, hey, here's some of the things that were in it. And so I have listed, I think I, I've got a few games here. Um, that I think pretty much both of you guys have played. I, I went through like your you know Xbox uh, history achievements that sort of thing and made sure that like both of you guys have played most of these. Um, and so oh no, <laughs> I'm going to like read through the uh, the a redacted version of the description and you guys okay. have to kind of like tell me what like guess what game it is. Okay, are there limited like how are we guessing? We just like just free for all. Yeah, whoever get whoever like like decides it first, like they can, you know, they just like throw it out there. Are we? This isn't like twenty questions. We're just asking. We're just ask, we can just like guess. I think he just says the things, and then we say things. Just go for it. Okay. Right. Right. So so let's let's do one here. Okay. Okay. So in this game, players traverse two D side scrolling levels and use punches, kicks, and cartoony weapons to battle enemies. Some of the cartoony weapons are swords, nunchucks. And hockey sticks. And oh, turtles. The, there you go. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge. God, Chris. The, Get uh, with it. The, I love that they call, hey, the cartoony weapons, the swords is a cartoony weapon, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, nobody <laughs> attacks with a sword in real life. No, no, they don't exist in real life. Um, all right, so uh, what's well, one point for one point for Cody? Oh no! Oh, well, this is a competition. We're doing scoring. <laughs> I didn't know we were. I didn't know we were battling each other. <laughs> okay, okay, we don't have to battle. You guys just That's whoever fine. gets it gets you, it. I'm you, nervous. You can keep track now. That's fine. Now that I know what we're doing, <laughs> I have a terrible memory. <laughs> all right, all right. Here we have this one. Uh, let me see. Are there negative points for guessing wrong? Uh, no, there are not negative okay. points for guessing wrong. All right. So you could just throw out like lists of games if you want, but you're like yeah. that just doesn't doesn't you know quite quite get yeah. there. Yeah. All right. So the next game, game three. <laughs> <laughs> Doom twenty sixteen. From, from a first is it Price person is right? perspective. <laughs> so you're on the right track. From a first person perspective, players oh. use pistols, machine guns, grenade launchers, and futuristic weapons to kill humans and fantastical enemies in frenetic combat. Halo battles. You got it. Halo, the Master Chief what? Collection. We don't kill humans. In the Master Chief Collection, you do, apparently. Wow. You should make us, you should make us say the specific game rather than just the oh, franchise. Okay. okay. That's okay. The, that is uh, messed up. I didn't even know that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't uh, be Battles people. are highlighted by screams of pain, realistic gunfire, and large blood splatter effects. It's like it, it, the funny thing about this is I, I had Gears to, like, of war? Uh, you know. No, no, no. That, that's still oh. Halo. Oh, that's still Halo. Yeah. Oh. That's the funny thing about uh, about a lot of this was I was like, dude, like it comes off way more grim than it is whenever you're actually playing most of these games. So where's this description coming from? This is coming from the ESRB. It's their uh, their rating oh, summaries. Okay. It's the rating. So you know summary. how they have the like they have like cartoon violence and blah blah yeah. blah. You know whatever. Yeah. Um, they below that on their website have a huge paragraph about the different things that are in it. Um. Man. So sometimes it gets like super specific and sometimes it's like very, very broad. Okay. Um, but on to the next. This is the next one. So round three. So one for Cody, one for Chris. Round three. As players run and jump through themed 3D environments, they can hop on enemies' heads and or use Mario. a cap to defeat them. Super Which Mario, Mario Brothers. No, oh, it's got to be Mario. Super Mario's yeah. three. Mario Odyssey. That's the one, Mario Odyssey. Rats. Uh, most characters cap. react to damage uh, with blinking effects, comical yelps, cowering gestures, or by turning into coins. <laughs> or turning into coins. God, that does sound brutal. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. I got turned into a coin. That's the thing is like, it even takes a game like Mario Odyssey and makes it sound like really like, you're like, <laughs> Okay, we've got... Yeah, here, here's a weird one. In, this, in, in a lunch-themed level, this is a very specific one for Mario Odyssey that they pulled out. In a lunch-themed level, a giant bird-like creature spits out a trail of pink soup and other food items towards the player. They oh, yeah, that's a good level. Just want to call, call that one out, like, specifically some, for some reason. All right, here we go. On to the next one. Round four. We've got two for Cody, one for Chris. On to round four. <laughs> I'm picturing it like a super, oh, super old man just like playing this game. He's like, the bird was spewing soup. It was terrifying. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. It was lunch themed. <laughs> I think the way that this works is that the like the the publisher sends footage of these games to the ESRB um, of like the most like of the things that they think would be like flagged or whatever to get the rating. Oh, that sounds... And then they generate the rating based on that. Sounds not legit. They should have to play through it. 100% it. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, considering that most games come in hot and you can't even finish them, like, in, you know, I feel like that wouldn't work out. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. So on to round four. This is an action game in which players build forts, gather resources, Fortnite. craft weapons. That's right. It is Fortnite. <laughs> what uh, weapons do you craft in Fortnite? I think it's, I think this is basically only about the, uh, the, the, like the horde mode. Huh? Cause, cause I guess it you was, can, a, you can like buy them. Cause it was like a, a, the horde mode game came out in early access before oh, the, the original battle royale. I see what you're mm-hmm. saying. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. the oh. ESRB rated it based on a, a game that it's so like weird, a game mode that it isn't even a part of. I forgot all about it. It's hard that. to tell with Fortnite. It's Fortnite changes like every week. Like it's, yeah, that's right. It's the metaverse. It is. So on to the next. This is the fifth. So you guys are tied two and two at this point. Oh, this is rough. Um, <laughs> the fifth one is, uh, so this is from the first person perspective. Players sail ships, search for treasure. Oh, see it's a pirate game. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Chris got it. Chris got I it. love this one. I love it. This one, it lists during the course of the game, Players can can uh, drink mugs of grog, resulting in screen blurring effects, belching, and hiccup sounds. <laughs> you can do oh, that in uh, uh, Deep Rock Galactic when you're dwarves, too. Yep. Hey, why have we That's still right. not played that game together? Dude, we need to play it. It's so good. We should, because it's, it's really fun, and most of my friends I play with don't want to play it. I still want to play that, <laughs> that and I want to play uh, Back for Blood or whatever it's called. I've played zero time of that. Back for Blood's a lot of fun too. It is. It is a lot of fun. The uh, so this is the sixth. So right now Chris is edged ahead three to two, wow. um, and uh, and we're on to on to the next one. So this, I'll, I'll, let me let me read down here at the bottom, and then I'll work my way back up to the top. Where like so, here we go. Boss battles sometimes depict characters shooting cartoony bombs, Cuphead, or oversized missiles. The character reacts to damage by losing coin-like rings and falling off screen while Sonic? when defeated. <laughs> Which Sonic would it be? <laughs> Sonic Frontiers? This is, uh, this is an action platformer in which players assume the role of Sonic as he Sonic zooms Mania? around colorful zones. It is Sonic Mania. Son- you just said Sonic oh, Mania. Oh, man. Sonic Mania. Yeah. <laughs> I love this one. As players run and jump through whimsical environments, they can jump on enemies' heads and cause them to transform into small woodland creatures. The, fu- the funny thing is, I was like, I don't know. What, I know it's Sonic. I don't know what Sonic game it is because I've played literally all of them. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. Any of them. All right. You guys are both tied with four each. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Now, before I get to the, the last one, which will probably be the decider... Um, I'm going to give you guys both one that I think only you each have played. So, you know, so like you guys should be able to get these. And the first one I'll give out is to Chris. No pressure. Um, Let's see. So, uh, so we have, this is an adventure game in which players assume the role of a character fleeing hardship and struggle in 14th century France. From a third-person perspective, players avoid oh, swarms one. of rats <laughs> and use stealth Plague tactics. <laughs> it is Plague Tale. <laughs> I couldn't think of the name. But which Plague Tale is it? There's two well, of them. Well, Cody got that point, so uh, now he's up two. 
But there's two of them. There's Plague Tale. There's Plague Tale. Requiem. If oh, a Plague Tale. Innocence. Plague Tale. Innocence. Chris got it because it's. Oh my gosh! This game's rigged. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and Cody, this one's for you. Um, and it is uh, players in this game can. Uh, it's an action role-playing game in which players travel through time to save the world from evil alien forces. Players can select armor, swords, lightning bolts, and a- to aid them in their attacks against creatures encountered along the way. One scene depicts a conveyor belt that leads to a machine. Oh, Characters don't come out the other side, and there are screaming sound effects. It's Chrono Trigger, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Chrono Trigger. You got it. Oh, you guys are both tied. Okay, last one. This is the last one. This is the deciding factor. This is an adventure game in which players quest to stop a growing evil in the land. As players explore the open world, they can forage for materials, engage in melee-style combat against fantastical creatures. Players use swords, axe, clubs, and bows to defeat enemies that generally disappear amid a puff of smoke. Diablo 2? Fable? Nope, nope, not either of those. Oh, gosh. Uh, one, one brief sequence depicts a battlefield strewn with bodies of enemy creatures in the background. A few bodies Elden of Ring? impaired. What was that? Elden Ring? No, not Elden Ring. Man, Elden Ring's was grim, dude. <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild? That's the one! Oh, <laughs> Dang! <laughs> it's like like whenever you read it again, like I, I I was like, man, this is way grim. And then I was like, what's Elden Rings like? And I read Elden Rings, and I was like, <laughs> no, can't ever do that one. <laughs> Elden Ring is like there is a character named Loathsome Dung Eater. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the one that I, other one that I noped right out of like reading on the podcast was uh was Left for Dead. I was like, oh yeah, we've all played Left for Dead. Let me look. Oh no, no. <laughs> Well, that's it, Chris. You you are the winner of episode 500's Woo! quiz. Oh my gosh! By one point, a singular point. <laughs> Listen, it was close, and uh, I I owe my motivation to Cody because without his, he was he was up, he was in the lead at the beginning, and I would I wouldn't have even been able to you know make it if he hadn't inspired me. I thought for sure he was gonna like pull it out, uh, pull the rug out from under you on the one that like you are the only one who's like finished plague tale? with uh, yeah. plague tale. Well, the, yeah. He called out the most recent one, Plague Tale Requiem, where there are a million rats. And, uh, and you it's, know. It's, once you said France, I was like, oh. <laughs> I never even played that game. I just watch all the YouTube. I've seen all of YouTube, so I know about all the games. But I don't actually, I don't actually play them. If you look at my playtime in, in these, you'll see it's like I've got like an hour at most in any game. <laughs> Have you played Sonic Frontiers? No, I haven't. Oh, it man. looks terrible, but people what? seem to like it. No, it's freaking great. I love it. I've, I'm about to. I'm trying to 100 it. I played 30, 30 hours in my first playthrough, and I'm uh, ten hours into my second playthrough. Okay, it's great. All right, that was the quiz. That was fun. That was a fun game, John. It was a good idea. It was a terrible game, John. <laughs> oh, I appreciate. It. I never know. I never know. Whenever I'm putting them together. I never know if they're going to be like super fun. So I always like leave myself an out where I'm like, okay, going to cover these, you know, then just like, don't cover these. If it gets, if it does not going well, if people don't seem like it's fun. So, you know, glad it worked out. It was just one point away from being a great game for me. (laughs) (laughs) But because of that one point, it is trash. 
This game <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> ESRB rated N for no one. <laughs> All right. N for no one. No one should play it. So, uh, so now it's time for our main segment um, where we, uh, we're going to go through our top five things in the past 10 years since we started this podcast. We launched this podcast around E3 of 2013. No, yeah, 2013. So it was like 10 years ago. Um, You've outlasted E3. <laughs> we have. We have outlasted. <laughs> we've, we've seen the, the fall of E3 uh, to whatever it's become today. Um, we, uh, so that's a lot of time. That's 10 years. Um, we, we did something similar where we did, although like, I think my answers are going to be kind of different, like, cause this is a little more like less serious, but, and I did less research, but we did something like, uh, back when we, I think back in 2020, we talked about like the, the best things from the past decade or something like that. Um, that sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. So, uh, but this is like, our answer is probably gonna be different. So like, we're going to go through categories, movies, TV, games, comics, and then a third undetermined category and maybe more and, uh, and give us, give our top thing in each category. So, uh, let's, let's start with, let's start with Cody and, um, pick a category, whatever category you want to, you want to go with, uh, books. All right. What's your favorite book from the past 10 years? Yeah. From the past 10 years. That was released in the past ten years. Yeah. Or Project Hail Mary. Oh, not okay. So Andy Weir. Um, yeah. The oh, writer, thank you. I forgot the author's name. The, the writer of The Martian. <laughs> yeah. You you you're saying this is better than The Martian. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I think I've read both. Wow. All right. That's I liked a, it. It's 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 emotionally riveting. A little nerdy, but. Uh, as it should be. That's his his that's his mo. But actually, yeah, say, like that, that's the whole style, you know. But yeah, I think he really does a lot of character work in this. That's great. I think uh, as I was, it, it's it's way more emotional than I th- expected, like a science fiction novel to be. Nice. I was when I was looking at my uh, Kindle Unlimited earlier. The that's on Kindle Unlimited, so I'll have to read that before I cancel my subscriptions. I've recommended it to people, and they've been like, I cried. Oh, dang. All right. Well, then I'm definitely yeah. going to cry. All right, John. What's it about? Like, what's, oh, yeah, what, give what's us the, the uh, Hit me with, like, the back, of the, the back of the book, you know? Oh, man, I'd have to read it because I'm afraid, like, there's so much in there that is just, like, spoiler country. Here, I got it from Amazon. This is, so this, you want me to read this whole thing? Uh, yeah, let's see. Ryland, Ryland Grace is the sole survivor on our desperate last chance mission, and if he fails, humanity and the Earth itself will perish. Except that right now, he doesn't know that. He can't even remember his own name, let alone the nature of his assignment or how to complete it. All he knows is that he's been asleep for a very, very long time, and he's just been awakened to find himself millions of miles from home with nothing but two corpses for company. His crewmate's dead, his memories fuzzily returning. Ryland realizes that an impossible task now confronts him. Hurtling through space on this tiny ship, it's up to him to puzzle out an impossible scientific mystery and conquer an extinction-level threat to our species. Oh, they reveal a lot in that summary. I didn't read the summary at all. I just bought it and started listening to it on Audible. I tend not to read summaries of books for that very reason. Yeah. 
It did, they didn't spoil that much, but like sounds like like probably the more first than, four chapters. <laughs> yeah, something like that. To be honest, <laughs> S- sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will read no more summaries. John, what's uh, your favorite book for the past ten years? So my book is probably going to be a lot more niche. Um, I mean, it, it's a Star Wars book, and so uh, this the the book. I'm like back and forth between um, a couple of different ones. The uh, the High Republic uh, series, if you're interested in Star Wars books at all, that's a really good one. Um, but the one that I wanted to bring up and that I think about a lot surprised me. So like this is whenever I kind of started getting into like Star Wars uh, books. I started reading, there's a, a, a series, like two different books. Um, but one of them was based on, uh, like was is, is basically a, prequel to the force awakens and then one of them is uh kind of a sequel to that book and i kind of picked it up uh, the the sequel to that book first um and so that one is called star wars galaxy's edge black spire and so it's it's a book written about the land that you go and visit whenever you go to disney world and like do like go to the star wars area um, and so like, that's what got me into it initially where I was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, let me just try this thing out. Thinking I would probably like read a little bit of it, like get, get some, you know, uh, interesting things to look at while I was at in that land and then kind of move on. But it's a really, really good book, um, with like twists and turns and characters and things like that. And so then I read what, what would be like the prequel to that. Like it has like some, one of the characters from that book in another book It's written by the same author. The author is Delilah S. Dawson. And uh, both of those books, that one was called Star Wars Phasma uh, by Delilah S. Dawson. And so that one's about like uh, Captain Phasma's like origin story, which is far like, you know, it's, it's a, uh, that, that character was underutilized in the films and like the book is, is awesome. Um, again, another surprise. I did not expect to like be like, oh yeah, I'm totally, lo- you know, love that book, love that story. Um, but yeah, so like, you know, those are, those are my two like biggest surprise books um, is what I will say. And so, uh, so Star Wars Phasma and Star Wars Black Spire, cause they're kind of like, you know, they're, they're in that same series, basically they're, they're back to back books uh, is what I would say oh, so, okay. by Delilah S. Dawson. Yeah. Phasma had so much potential in the movies and they just really didn't do anything with her. Totally. Like, and that's the thing, like whenever I, uh, cause I read the book like well after uh, like it was basically right before, um, you know, it was right after Je- last Jedi came out. And like, so I already like was like, I don't know fast. I don't know. You know, they didn't do much with her in the movies and like, I don't know. I don't know about, about, about a book based on that character, but the book is really good. It's basically comes down to, um, a sci-fi, uh, story of, of, uh, Imperial people crash landing on a planet and having to find a way off of that planet. And where Phasma comes in is, is yeah, she's on the, on the planet and they kind of like use that character to, uh, to work their way through all of those situations. And it's just a really cool story. Um, so yeah. So yeah, go, go check, check, check it out. That's my book. All right. So, uh, my book for the past 10 years, my favorite book is, uh, green lights by Matthew McConaughey. Um, I think I talked about it on the podcast at the time, but um, it's just a story of his of his life so far. He kind of he kind of positions it as like the first half of his life. Um, so maybe he'll write a book um, called Stop Lights for the second half of his book. But um, Green Lights. So he talks about like 
and just kind of like life and like the green lights he's gotten along the way and like how he how he's like kind of navigated things. But he talks about his like his whole like um, he did he spent some time in Australia and like what led to his movie career and when he decided he was gonna bail on on um, what he was going to college for and be, pursue acting and talking to his dad and his relationship with his parents and uh, a bunch of stuff. Um, I, I would say, like, listen to the audiobook. He reads it all himself. He does, like, you know, for when he's in Australia, he's, he does, like, accents and voices for all the, like, people that he, he meets and runs into and stuff like that. And, like, it's just, it's just a really, really good experience, really good books, really good, great wisdom. Um, I think, like, one of the things that stuck with me since reading it was he talks about, like, uh, l- looking at everything, approaching every every situation at eye level. And so he's, like... You know, it's easy, you know, if you go into an audition or any scenario in life, you can apply it to anything, but like you go to into something like an audition and you've built this up so much in your mind that it's so intimidating that you you don't perform well and you, you trip and fall over yourself. Or you can do the opposite where you like, you build yourself up so much that you don't take the situation seriously and you do the same thing, and you you fail because of that. And so he's like, I try to approach. He's done both. He's like, I try to approach every situation, every person I meet, everything, and just like meet it at eye level. And uh, I thought that was a really cool, uh, cool concept, cool idea, um, cool way to um, approach life. So that's my book selection. Nice. All right, Cody. Pick another category. Uh man. Uh, Broadway, Broadway play. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Broadway play. Uh, Hamilton. Hamilton, yes. That would have to be uh, that have to be mine too, because that's the only one I know of that came out in the last ten years. Same. Yeah, I was, I was about to say like you know we, we can't we can't like be like ah Phantom of the you know it's like no. <laughs> it's like that one came out the, a long the time. The only ago. one other one so, I know is like the uh, <laughs> Book uh, of Mormon. Harry, Harry, no, Harry has that. And that's not the last. That one, 10, no, that's been years. longer than ten years ago. Oh man, I guess I'm old. Uh, no, the only <laughs> other one I can think of was uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. That's in London. I've only read the oh. book. I've only listened to soundtracks. I'll listen to Broadway soundtracks. I've never seen one. Yeah, I've never seen a Broadway play on Broadway. I guess I've seen... I saw The Lion King in Toronto. I saw Hamilton on uh, Disney Plus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hamilton was on Disney Plus. I saw Phantom of the Opera in, uh, in New York on Broadway. John. Hamilton. I mean, that's the only one. <laughs> so that's the, that's the, that's the one. Uh, pick, pick another category. Uh, I'm going to pick... I'm going to go ahead and pick... Let's do, com- no, yeah. Let's do comic. Mm. Let's do comic. Um, and my my comic, like I was like looking, and I was like, okay, well, like when did Batman: The Court of Owls come out? Oh, because man. that was I like that is. About that. Dang it! We talk about like iconic things. Oh, that was a good I can't one. pick that one. I can't pick Why? it. It came out right before this window. Before it started, 2013. Yeah, the run started right before this no. window. It, it ended during this window. What? But it started before the window. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know if I can pick it. Uh, you guys can tell me. No, um, I guess not. If if the, uh, if the I can't pick that one, then the next the next run in literally that same uh, same comic, it was the, the Zero Year, Batman Zero Year, and that is really good. Um, and in fact, like it's it's somewhat what it feels like bat the batman was somewhat modeled after where it's like it's the joker is the is the villain in the zero year and like he's he like 
you know, cuts the power and floods a lot of Gotham and things like that. So there's like that, that whole run of, uh, of, of, um, comics by uh by by scott snyder and uh greg capullo is is really iconic and like i feel like that's the the batman mythology that we will be working off of for the next 10 years basically Mm -hmm. you know in movies and like in all of that our media because like yeah obviously we've been working off of the uh year one batman and the the you know the dark knight long halloween like we've been working through those um, up until this point, but like starting with the Batman, it feels like we're going to be working through a lot of like the, uh, the more modern things. So like that run with the, the court of owls, the, um, uh, zero year and that whole run of comics. So, so that's, that's mine is the zero year by, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. All right, Chris, yeah. what is, uh, what, do you have a category you want to pick one on? Well, I saw, I was going to go keep continuing with comics. So, my my comic um, selection of the past ten years would be, I think, before Watchmen as a series. We reviewed it on the po- on the podcast as it came out. I think it was this podcast, wasn't it? Yep, yep. Pretty early. It was on. like episode five. Yeah, um, but I I still like I still really like that uh, that series. Um, I feel like it fleshed out a world um, in a cool way. Um, I haven't like, I haven't seen like the, the new HBO series and all that kind of stuff, but like, that's, that's a piece that, um, that I really, really liked. I, the H, that HBO series has been on my list for a while. I need to watch it. Cody, do you have a comic that came out in the last decade that you want to talk about? I'm scanning around my comicsology and looking through like, and trying to see what is actually in the last decade. Mm. There's a lot of comics I bought off like image. They're not deep. They're just like they're fun to read. Yeah, like uh, like Wicked and Divine. That was an interesting comic series, but I don't I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's about like uh, I guess it's about like pop stars, kind of like different people are. They become gods like every few decades or something, and they live for two years, but they're like worshipped by people, and they all have different abilities. That that one's weird. But I've got some recency bias here. I just read uh, The Last Night on Earth, Batman, by uh, Scott Snyder. That one was really good. I would recommend that for sure. What was that one called? The Last Night on Earth. It's like a post-apocalypse. I love post-apocalypse stuff, but yeah. Was it a Batman? Yeah, it's a yeah. Batman. And it's spelled like K-N, like The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. The Last Night on Earth. Another series that kind of barely makes the cut is uh, Profit. The art in that is awesome. Love it. Bat- Last night, night on Earth looks awesome. Yeah. Is this a stand? Was this a part of a series, or is this the- a- just a standalone? I think it's just a standalone. Oh like, yeah, it looks like it was originally a three, a three, um, a three issue miniseries. That's pretty cool. Well, it's in- it's included with my Comicsology Unlimited, so I'm going to read it. <laughs> yeah, you should. Yeah, all my stuff is from Comicsology Unlimited, basically. <laughs> oh Unlike Chris, I've been utilizing mine throughout the years. <laughs> oh the one gosh. I've been ignoring is Marvel Unlimited because uh, I just haven't dug in any Marvel comics lately. I'll check this out. Doomsday Clock, oh, the complete Hulk collection, is, is on here on Comicsology Unlimited. So that's pretty sweet. Oh yeah, I should read that. I am gonna read. I'm gonna read that for sure. Chris. Yeah. 
Do you want to pick a topic now or a, a category? Yeah, uh, I'll pick a TV category. Uh, and this one barely barely squeaks in. It, it released in 2013, and it's Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yes. Oh. What a good show! I know, such a good show. And Andy Samberg, um, which I mean, what dude? What is he even doing lately? Like, he, I I need more Andy Samberg in my life. He's in a British TV show recently. Oh, really? Interesting. Like a BBC show, which was strange. The last thing I saw him in was that that Hulu original, uh, Palm Springs, and it was really good. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Yeah, you should watch it. It's if you have Hulu, it's like this uh, Groundhog Day kind of like concept where he keeps waking up at this in this same day over and over again, um, and he's trying to figure out how to get out of the loop that he's in. It's really good. Oh, like Russian Doll. That could be my TV series. Russian Doll? Natasha Leone. She keeps waking up every day and reliving like her birthday party or something. Oh, wow. And she dies. Was that a series? It comes ba- just comes back, yeah. I guess they've got a second season coming out. That's cool. Interesting. I mean, how do you do that concept in a second season? That's interesting. Like the Groundhog Day kind of, uh, you know, time loop. Yeah. Fascinating. Usually that's like a, a movie or something, you know. A software engineer who finds herself reliving her 36th birthday party in an ongoing time loop wherein she repeatedly dies and the process begins again. And it like heavily features a, a Paul McCartney song that I had never heard before. Wow. John, what's your, what's your, what's your, what's your TV series collect? Uh, Man, it might be recency bias, but I don't think it is. Um, and it's Andor. Um, oh, Wow. Yeah, because uh, like it, I, I've been back and forth where I'm like, man, is it Mandalorian season one? Because it was just such a like a great like uh, opener and such a great season of television. And like I still like I these are like and they're just different vibes. And Andor is more of the like um, s- like s- serious, more drama or like drama rather than action um, type of a, a show. And so like that one is uh is is up there like it's you know it's and so like i feel like andor just barely at, at this exact moment you know maybe i wake up tomorrow and maybe it's you know maybe it's uh maybe it's mandalorian season 1 or something like that but uh but andor is definitively like top of the top of the the pile as far as uh you know favorite star wars kind of content goes over the last like since disney picked it up um it's really good so everybody should watch andor you got to watch three episodes though first. Like that's the thing is like, it's a, it's an hour and a half. Like, I mean, they go in arcs. And so like, you got to watch the first arc mm. to really get it. Cause yeah, otherwise watched, you just watch the setup. <laughs> I watched like three episodes, but I was like doing laundry and stuff and I just didn't oh. get into it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you, you gotta, you gotta actually watch it. It's, it's I, uh, yeah, it's really I interesting. Can, I can't get into star Wars anymore. I just can't. I'm, I'm in my turtles phase now. Like I'm a grown man. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I'm all 35. All I'm just, you know, I'm into teenage ninja mutant turtles. Yeah, and 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 you really like pizza too. Like that helps. I really like pizza. Yeah, it's they're <laughs> relatable. The Star Wars, it's like a long time ago, is there even galaxy pi- far away. Is there pizza in Star Wars? I don't even know. If there was, they might not be so mad. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I like. Yeah, I. I, I really don't think that uh, if there was pizza, I don't think the the Empire would have been able to take over. You know. No. <laughs> oh man, people would have been too happy. 
Yeah, yeah, you know, or they would have rebelled immediately because they're like, you know, they, you took you you took away our pizza. We're gonna, you know, we're we can't have that. It's true. Uh, all right, Cody. Um, you've either got. Uh, did we talk about movies yet? Got. We have not talked about movies. We got movie and game. Movie and game. Yep, those are the two categories left. Oh man, that's so tough. <laughs> I haven't liked anything. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> In the past ten years. <sighs> Okay, so I guess movie. Uh, I recently saw The Green Book. That was a really good movie. What is that? I don't think I know that. Viggo Mortensen. I don't know this one. I don't either. Viggo, Mor- Viggo Mortensen drives a piano player around in the South. Oh, that's cool. The piano player is a black dude. No, it's Mahershala Ali. Like, I think it's supposed to be the 60s, so not the best time. Is it a true story? Yeah, it's based on a true story. That's it cool. was. Uh, I think it was directed by the son or grandson of the character that Viggo Mortensen plays. Oh wow, that's cool! Wow, that's awesome. I'm gonna have to gonna have to watch it. Chris, what about you? What's your what's your movie? Right, I'm gonna kind of break the rules a little bit, um, and I'm gonna it's it's two technically two movies, but the Marvel Endgame, Infinity War Endgame like combo. Oh yeah! Like in the past ten years, that's probably like my favorite movie thing moment like and you can't kind of can't have one without the other so that's why i like i chose both of them yeah you definitely like they, they're definitely like a pair yeah. of movies I just, you know i just think that like we we had never seen anything like it like something that culminated like uh, 10 years worth of movies into like a final uh act final showdown and then like and i don't know that we'll ever see it again <laughs> based on the trajectory that marvel's going right now Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it 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 definitely was a thing, you know, like where it's like, hey, it's all like goes, all builds up to this one thing. Yeah. Whereas like now, it's like it seems like everything's sprawling, and that's fine, you yeah. know. So I mean, it's it's whatever. <laughs> it's, just, it's, the, it's different. It's the multiverse, you know. I hate it, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious if it's gonna pull me back in again. I'm, I watched like all of She Hulk, and I liked it. So it's real good. Yeah, She Hulk is real good. Loki. Was everybody real was good. everybody was ripping She Hulk apart online, and I was like. It's pretty good. I don't really get what you're no, it's talking really about. Good. It's a funny, funny show. It's a really funny show. <laughs> For me, where I'm at is like there's just too much, like there's too much content now, like and and some of it's it's so hit or miss, is that you know I don't know. It's just like it's hard for me to say I want to invest. Like before, I'm like I can watch every single movie that comes out, and now it's like okay, there's like four times the amount of content if you include all the TV shows and the movies. And like I'm kind of just sticking to the movies, but the movies have been eh lately. I feel I've missed a few. Like since the, I think the pandemic really kind of killed Marvel for me because I missed a few, and then I'm like I'm behind. I don't want to like get way behind, and now I now I just don't want to go see new stuff because I'm like I won't I won't get what's going <laughs> on behind. with all the little. I'm, I'm behind. Yeah. Well, I'm, not like I couldn't figure it out. Like I couldn't watch it and figure out that's the bad guy now. <laughs> like, like there's like they're super complicated or something. But yeah, <laughs> I think like and like you know I, we've talked about it for several movie reviews now. Like it's just like the multiverse, the impermanence of the multiverse, and if it makes it feel like the stakes are super low. You know, where it's like, oh, if you don't if you don't like one Doctor Strange, you can just replace him with another Doctor Strange. Um, if there's one Spider-Man in one universe that, that, that goes away and another, there's another one to replace it. Um, I, you know, it just, it just feels so like we destroy this world. We can just jump to another world. Like, 
I just don't like it. Like, it's just like, I don't know. I don't, it doesn't feel like there's I any love stakes it. at all. I love it. That's how the comics are. It's like a, it's the ultimate, like, writing crutch. So, like, anything can happen <laughs> all the time. And, like, well, I, I get, say that, like, these need to get crazier almost then. as a, as a criticism, but yeah, yeah, they should get crazier because you can do crazier stuff. Like, I was really wishing they would do the stuff like in What If. Yeah. Have you seen the What If, what if series? Like, I wish some of that stuff would make it on the big well, screen. Well, some like, of it did in, the Mar- in, in uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, they had like the evil yeah. Doctor Strange. Oh, man, I want to see like the Marvel Zombies universe oh, play out. Yes, like, yes. Okay, like I'm, I am on. If, if we're first saying like Dream World, yes. If we could go that crazy with it, or like the the Else yeah. Worlds kind of like stuff you used to see with like Batman, like take us to a Victorian era kind of like version of of uh, Tony Stark in some kind of steampunk out, outfit for Iron Man or something. Or you know? yeah, the 1600s yeah. Mar- uh, Marvel Neil Gaiman, like. Yeah, version like a, like a pocket pocket universe basically, where you're like, hey, there's there's a self-contained story within this universe yeah. over here, and it can get as wild as it wants because we all, you know, we all have the main stuff going on over there. Um, as long I, as it like has stakes within its own universe, I'm okay with that. But the fact that we're crossing universes all over the place, I'm 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 kind of with you in some ways, Chris, where I'm like, the fact that like you know. Gamora in in Guardians of the Galaxy, the you know we had Volume One, Volume Two, and then her story is completely thrown off by what happened in Infinity War and and all of that, and now it's just a completely different but very much the same Gamora for Volume Three. Just feels like a cheat a little bit, where it's like, oh yeah, we'll get to complete her story as like, but she's a different, technically a different Gamora, and you're like, I don't know, that feels that feels. Like it's uh I don't know it feels like we're just kind of jumping around a little bit as far as like what the stakes actually are. I'm all for it. John, what's your uh, what's your movie pick? My movie pick, and it's been the same movie for a, a long time at this point since I saw this movie, and I saw it like three or four times in theaters, and uh, that movie is Gravity. Oh, I um, even thought about that being uh, in the past ten years. Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's it's such a good movie. Gravity is so good. Wait, your pick is Gravity? Yeah, Gravity. Oh man, the uh, yeah. So it's the twenty. It's it's a uh, tw- oh man. Maybe it doesn't make it, Chris. Oh no, oh no. Does it not make when did it? Come out. Let's find out. I think it barely makes it. Yeah, it barely makes it. August twenty thirteen. Wow. So it makes it by two months. I think we did review it. That makes sense because I I do remember like thinking that like we'd reviewed it or whatever. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón and uh, Sandra Bullock. It's it's a great movie. Um. It's it's just like a roller coaster ride the whole way. The technology behind it was like revolutionary. Um, George Clooney shows up for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like just, it's twenty seconds of Clooney. Yeah. yeah, they really uh, they really got us with that Clooney cameo there. Yeah, it's. In, I was it, promised it, more Clooney. So that's that's my beef with your pick. Like, when did Interstellar? <laughs> I was promised all this Clooney. Because here's the thing: like, when did Interstellar come out? I mean, because I mean, I could you could just go. We down reviewed the, Interstellar. Yeah, I mean, there could be like. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like if I feel like Interstellar, if Interstellar's in that ten year range, yeah. like, get rid of Gravity. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, Gravity is 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 better than Interstellar to me. Like, I, I it's it's such a such a such a cool movie, like with very little dialogue, and like it has to be. A movie. It really just has to be a movie, you know. Anyway, Miss Gravity, Miss Congeniality Three, Gravity. 
Minions three. <laughs> minions three. <laughs> hey, don't 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 lump the minions. Nah, gravity's all right. I liked it. It's, <laughs> it's a real good one. I love it. All right, last category is games, right? Yeah, video game. All right, so so uh, last ten years, uh, Cody, favorite game. Man, this this one's really hard for me because like. I, I I love talking about video games, watching YouTube's about video games, but I hardly play them. I play like the one that I've probably been playing the most is like Overwatch Two. Mm. But the last like single player game that I think that I beat was uh, Nobody Saves the World, and a lot of people didn't even like that movie or that that oh, the, game. It's, it's a great game. Which one is it again? It's the one where you. Sw- it's got the got the cartoony art style where you like switch bodies and stuff. Yeah, it's like a top down. Kind of action RPG. Is this on uh, Xbox? And you unlock. Yep, it's on Game Pass. What? What? You unlock different forms, oh and God. it's just like, it's so grindy to me. Like, I just want to unlock all the forms. Like, I probably I had like a month off work, and I just played that game to death. <laughs> like the uh, it, the different forms all have different powers. So like your gameplay drastically changes based on what form you want to be. So like then, for instance, the the horse, uh, you can turn into a horse and you run really fast, but you only attack from the back. Like you can't because yeah, he does like a kick. <laughs> it's hilarious. And it's like super powerful, but you have to like you have to get people like to go up to people and turn around and then like attack. And yeah, it's it's or, a it's a blast. You unlock a magician so you can pull rabbits out of a hat and then they attack people. That's right. That's hilarious. And then you start to be able to like combine the forms, like different abilities. Okay, so now, now this is kind of ringing a bell now. I think we have talked about this, but like I, I have yet to play it. You should play it. I think you'd enjoy it. Nobody saves They've got the a world. DLC for it, and I'm, I'm real tempted, but I played it on Xbox, and I, I've got no way to like port my save over to... like I would just get it on Steam so I could play it on Steam Deck. Are but you sure it's on... Uh... I don't want to... I don't want to beat it again. What's it called? Maybe it's yeah, left. Sure. Maybe it's left since then because it's been on there for a year at least, probably. Yeah, nobody saves the world. It, it may have been removed. Who knows? Yeah, I don't see it on here. Oh man, I have to buy it. I, I don't think I finished it. I don't think I finished it either. So that is a the bit that, of a bummer. That was that just gone. like exactly in my wheelhouse for like stuff I like. Mm. I, I don't know if everybody would like that. It was just perfect. For it's me. very funny. Like the the different like interactions that you have with it are very funny. And the the gameplay is very like you said like you're unlocking things constantly. It's grindy and it feels like really uh, you know really fun to play on all the characters. So it's I just really I, I never ran into any bummer characters. So constant novelty, constant. John, what's your game? Uh, Celeste mm. is my game. Surprising no one because I keep I always I always bring it up like I talk about I think we talked about it whenever they have the five year anniversary uh, collector's edition that's coming out later this year. So. Um, Celeste, that's my that's my game. It's a uh, you got the T-shirt. Yeah, I've got I've got like shirts. I've got like uh, I've got the record is hanging on my wall up there. The computer like, background. Yeah, my computer background. Like it's 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 all there. You know. Um, Did Cody break into your house and see all of your Celeste stuff? <laughs> Rummage through your no, drawers. No, it's just like I haven't seen John in person in like years, but I I still know this. That's how much he likes Celeste. <laughs> yes. Like, I'll do a video chat with him, and he's got the shirt on. He sent me a picture of his, like, computer rig, and I saw I'm like, that's a Celeste background, isn't it? <laughs> that's awesome. My, my latest, my latest uh, Celeste merch here is a little, like, standee. It's, uh, it's, so it's, like, it's... Uh, oh, that's yeah. cool. Anyway. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't even see that so, one yet. But it's a blast. Like, you're, you, you play as Madeline, and she's climbing a mountain, 
and uh, and you know, stuff happens. Like, and she she's dealing with stuff, and like and the magical things happen, and the story is really good. The action is amazing, and uh, the action kind of ties into the story, where like you just keep trying and trying and trying. One of the coolest things, like initially, whenever I was playing it, was that I could play it on the go because I was playing it on Switch. And uh, but it's also one of the harder places to play it, um, at least in 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 handheld mode. It is like latency uh, or something. Well, it's just the control, like the joystick is not ex- as as precise oh. as like an Xbox. Uh, but I didn't notice that until I played it on Xbox. So the switch, uh, the the buttons are really clicky, which is nice. But like the joystick control, like you you have like a uh, an eight way um, directional like control. And so like you really kind of have to know where you're dashing to and where you're going to, but I beat it for the first time on switch. Then I beat it again on Xbox. Um, I've have, I have it on, on PlayStation. Haven't beat it on PlayStation, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, an amazing game. The music is fantastic by, yeah. uh, by Lena rain. And, uh, she played pretty much everything. Cause it's all like uh, synth and, and chip tune stuff. Yeah. It's a, it's a blast to play. Everybody should play Celeste. It's so I- much fun. I should try it again. Like I tried to get into it. It was on Game Pass. It, I, I think I just got frustrated because I'm I'm dumb. Like I couldn't get past like one of the earlier levels. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's, it's hard. Yeah, like I mean, so I am. I've talked about it before on the show. Like I am not great at platformers, and it's like, and I get I get easily frustrated with them. Like I'm not a like I don't like the trail and error of it. Um, and it took me like. I, I was on the verge of, because there's these uh, accessibility um, uh, options you can turn on that help you navigate through the environment. Um, and I was like yeah. this close at one point to turning them on because I was like so, fr- I spent like two hours on like one level yeah. trying to freaking do it. Finally did it. But man, I mean, it's a great game, but I, yes, I will say it's not easy. No, it's it's not an easy game, and that's the thing. Like on on like early on, I was like, I don't know, because hard games. But I'm also like very good at platformers, and that's like one of my favorite things to play. Um, is very like very very precise platformers and action games. Um, hence like my love of like Hollow Knight and Hades and things like that. So, um, so yeah, oh, it's yeah. like Hades it's, is it, awesome. It's just my jam, you know, like that th- like that kind of like very much like chaining together moves and like looking at a uh, an environment and and jumping around and being like, hey, yeah, I can I can go over here and I can do this thing. It's uh it's just a blast to play. So the the one of the early on levels, whenever you get there to the end of it, um, it like pops up and goes, you can do this, <laughs> you know, and like that's one of the things where it's just like, okay, I I you can do this. It's real hard, but you can do this. And uh, that that kind of like goes through the whole game of like, hey, this is hard, uh, but it's not like punishing. We're not like trying to rub your face in it or anything like that. Just a fun game to play. And I, like I said, I replay it like occasionally. Um, I can play through that first level, like the first like world or first like set of levels without without dying at all. Um, and it's a blast. It's very fun to fun to do. So something about the memorization is like satisfying. Like Chris, I don't know, like. You remember you had your one Halloween party like a long time ago that I made it to. I played Sonic too, and I was like remembering like all the. Yep. I made it pretty far. Yeah. And I was, it's like very it's satisfying, good. and like I hadn't played it in, since I was a kid. That was, and I'm like, that was probably legit ten years ago, almost exactly. Yeah. There's something to like that memorization. That's fun. It's that comfort food, you know, where you're like, you're like, ah, yeah, this is my zone, you know, I know this. Yeah, you get. I think you literally get in the zone. So maybe I'll try that again. 
because it, it, the music is awesome. They got the 100, like, I sent you that link about, like, they made a bunch of fan-made levels and, like, as DLC. Yeah. Like a mod or something. Yeah, there's a new mod with it um, on PC, and it has, like, a bunch of new levels and some new music and stuff. Say, I don't think I played that. I didn't know that was out. It's super cool. It's it's only on PC, I think, um, but it, it, oh, it's awesome. The art is really gorgeous on that, too. I think it's a little bit uh, different. Like, the, you know, obviously, they've, like, redesigned some of the, the backing art and things like that. So, Chris, what is your pick for game? All right, so I'm torn on this one um, because... Uh, I think that the, probably the the best game that I've played in the past ten years is probably um, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm, arguably the best game of all time. But I never, but I never finished it. Same. Like you, you can pick it. I, I'll say you can pick can it. Can I? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I feel fine. like I feel like a cheat for not like. Nah. I mean, I got I I did three of the Divine Beasts. I never did the the fourth one. Um, like. You know, I got distracted by trying to do like all the temples and stuff like that, and that's where I kind of just like fell off. Yeah, I was trying to do all the temples and collect all the Kurok seeds. <laughs> um, oh man! And I just kind of like I, th- I just got lost in that whole pursuit. Um, Dude, all the Kurok seeds is impossible. It's it, like I I like looked up at one point. I was like, oh, maybe I should go for all those. And I looked up the map of where they're all at. Like somebody had, like pinged on an interactive map where you could zoom in and zoom out. And like whenever it was on the zoomed out part before I started zooming in. It's just covered. Oh my gosh. Like it was nothing but Korok seeds. Good grief. And I was like, mm, that is like, that's, ter-. and so I just gave up on the Korok seeds altogether. There's like no more. Yeah, no more. Yeah. I mean, so like, you know, like, I, you know, anyway, I, th- I mean, I had tons of fun with it. I don't even know, like, I don't even know if you can see how many hours on Switch you spent on something like that. I think if you it tells can. You I think it gives you like a range. It gives you like over a hundred or, or whatever. So, I yeah. mean, it's got to be a, a crap ton because I would just like, just, just mess around in there, like just doing crazy stuff for a long time. But um, loved that game. It was a lot of fun. I need. I. I would. I, I keep saying I need to go back and finish it. I would like to. Like, I don't know. The new one's coming soon. I've been thinking the same thing. I'm like, I've beat like two of the temples. I need to beat the other two. I didn't dislike the game. I don't know why I quit playing it. Same. I think it just. It's like, just big. It's big. Yeah. I, like it was just messing around, and like there were other things, and I moved on, and I just didn't go back to it. Yeah. We all right, Cody. We should make a pact. We're gonna we're gonna finish Breath of the Wild this year. All right. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I might have to cheat, but I'll do it. <laughs> and then we'll do a uh, and then think... we'll do a six years later review, however long it's been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy <laughs> to, think, to think about. Like, I got it when it came out, like mm-hmm. within yeah, that week, same. in like. I still have not beaten it. I don't beat a lot of yeah. games. A lot of times I'll get like favorites. to the end. Yeah. Yeah. And it's one of the, maybe it, the greatest game of all time. It's so good. Yeah. I'll tell you, like, there is a pattern with games that, like, there's always, like, I feel like there's always, like, the the initial third of the game is, like, you're learning all these new things, and it's like, whoa, what is this? And then there's, like, a middle section that's, like, okay, I'm in the the crap. And, like, there's always some kind of, like, I always feel like most games have like two different climaxes and there's like an initial climax and then it comes back down trying to like ramp up into like the fourth act or something like that. And then like, and I always get lost there. I'm like, I stop. I like, I mean, I just hit it with modern warfare too, where I'm like, okay, we just had this crazy cool like thing. We got this bad guy and like it's level 10 and there's like 16 levels. And I'm like, I feel like this game should be done right now. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. 
I'll do it's wild hard to get stuff. over that last hump. I'll I'll play up to the last boss and then just like and then yep, stop and then stop. I've done that on like Bioshock Infinite, uh, Batman oh, Arkham, wow. uh, Arkham, Arkham Asylum. Because sure, yeah, that's the one with the Joker, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the, I like got up to the Hulk Joker that, or whatever, and it was like yeah, well, that that was not a fun boss fight. I was I don't like, blame you on that I think one. I just like skipped and watched the YouTube to end. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like it, that one's almost not worth it. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's hard, so hard, it's so like hard and glitchy to actually beat. Yeah, I think it glitched out on me at some point. Yeah, I was just like, whatever. To yeah. be honest with you, I don't even know how I beat it. Like, I remember being like annoyed by it, but I beat it in the same night that I started it. But it was just like I remember being I really annoyed by it, and I don't even remember beating it. I don't remember what happens after you beat it. I don't like. I just remember like whenever I beat it, I was like, I'm done. That's it. Turn off the box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, yeah, there's a certain level that, like, I, if I hit a, a certain level of frustration with a game, I'm just like, I am done with you. I'm never coming back out of spite. <laughs> like, oh, even Final Fantasy VII and Final Fantasy VII Remake, I, like, get near the end. Part mm-hmm. of me is, like, I just don't want it to be over. I like the option. Yeah. It's like... Agree. Yeah. But if I go back to play it, I will have no idea what's going on. I won't know how to play anymore. My muscle memory's gone. Right. <laughs> well, whenever whenever uh, I get back into Final Fantasy VII Remake, because like they're going to come out with the second part like either later this year or next year, I'm going to finish that first one because um, I'm like halfway through, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll make you know I'll be like, hey Cody, we should finish this at the same time. We'll make another pact, you and me, you know. So I've got so many packs. <laughs> <laughs> we just make it all sorts of game finishing packs, you know. All right. Well, are there any other categories that we need to rank things in? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, uh, radio play. Favorite radio play. Hunt the Truth uh, from Halo on, on Apple Podcasts or whatever. I, I didn't think you'd have one. <laughs> Does that, yeah, I mean, like, is this just like, is this, this is a fictional, like, radio, like, with a yeah. drama, like a radio drama? Yeah, like a radio drama yeah. or podcast drama. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I'd probably pick that one. Like, there's some other cool, like, horror ones that I've listened to recently that, like, use, like, binaural audio and stuff like that. What that's is Hunt the, crap the Truth? Out of me that I, that I don't even finish. It was a, like a Halo-centric story um, that was released before Guardians, I think. Halo 5 Guardians. Yeah, Halo, Halo 5. Yeah, you're right. Halo 5. And um, it featured like... I kind of like led into it. It featured the guy who... He used to, he used to be a Spartan? I can't remember. I can't remember. Uh, I know it was a reporter. Like there was a reporter in the first half of it, in the first season of it. Yeah. And uh, and he was try- trying to figure out what, what the deal was with Master Chief because he was like trying to catch up with him and then like, you know, I don't know. There's all sorts of stuff with, with uh, the Master Chief trying to yeah, figure out I mean, where he was at. It came out in the same, like maybe the same year, but around like when Serial... Uh, released and so it kind of like it was it was kind of in the earlier I mean podcasts have been around for a long time but that's kind of like when I think they hit mainstream and it was kind of around that that era and and I was really honestly like one of the the first podcasts to kind of do that in the gaming space in a big way yeah oh have you so Cody I, I haven't finished it but there is a uh, there's Wolverine uh, the long dark or, or the long night the long night that's what it's called so, the long is night is it on Spotify uh, I probably it's on Apple Podcasts and so I can't imagine it wouldn't be on on Spotify but yeah no, uh, Wolverine the the long night is also good I'll check that out my radio play was the Sandman from Neil Gaiman dude or Neil Gaiman I'm not sure how it's pronounced but uh yeah they've done I think 
I think they've done two on Audible. Really love them. And Neil Gaiman narrates them, and he's got a great voice. And uh, I mean, they've, they've got, like, different actors, like some big actors doing some of the voices, too. That's awesome. And uh, he just, every time, every, every version of the Sandman story he tells is slightly different or, like, from a different perspective. Hmm. And he always changes it up a little bit, like, just enough to make it, like, novel. Or like interesting, and that's like a super cool thing that he that I've noticed that he does. Like every time it reaches a new media format, he changes it up in a cool way. That's cool. I like that. The uh, I, you're the second person to recommend that to me, so I need to I need to check it out. Yeah, it's awesome. I think I have some I think I have some credits in Audible that are just kind of sitting there. So all right, well, if we don't have any other uh, any other categories, I think we're, I think that's it. I think that, that we, uh, we've done it. Top stay on target hosts. Uh, <laughs> I think my um, top pick's got to be John. <laughs> <laughs> well, dang it, man. I don't think I can win, win this one. Because <laughs> I was going to say Cody, but I'm going to have to go with John, too. <laughs> well, dang it. I win. <laughs> 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 oh, oh my goodness alright well this has been episode 500 uh, if you've been listening to uh, to this show since uh, episode 1 um, we thank you very much it's uh, been a wild ride it feels like just if the other day if you haven't been listening since episode 1 we also thank yeah. you <laughs> yeah I mean you know, yeah, no, we, we don't thank anyone who hasn't been listening since, since the beginning <laughs> Uh, I feel like it, it feels like just the other day that we were doing episode 100 uh, all like on camera and all that kind of stuff like that feels like I mean we were all that feels like two days ago but it was uh, like nine years ago at this point no yeah, eight, it was eight, eight years, years ago, ago. Eight, yeah, years eight years ago, ago. so crazy um, but yeah thanks for being on Cody we appreciate you yeah thanks for for being basically our uh, our uh, there's there's two people who have been on probably more episodes than than others maybe three but it was, it's you josh fulton and uh jared walker um so that you know like you've you've been like here over the test of time so thank you for uh for always being there and filling in for me when i'm gone oh no problem dude anytime thanks for having me sorry for your audience uh <laughs> that i can't be here all the time uh <laughs> oh yeah but we love you i would Man, if you were here every every week, that'd be great. I'm I'm, I'm down with it. Be a blast. <laughs> Listen, we'll pay you what we get paid. <laughs> Negative hours <laughs> of <Yeah>. life. <laughs> oh my gosh! We'll, we'll write your check in in fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in fun. Um, it's literally just a uh, it's a glitter bomb that shows up at your house <laughs> like on a monthly basis. Oh god, that'd be awful. <laughs> oh my gosh alright you can find us online at staintargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250 and johnwright777 it, it don't find me <laughs> <laughs> I used to say and you can find Cody on the dark web until he should, got mad at me I once should, I should put out my Venmo or <laughs> ah, yes you can, uh, you can Venmo Cody my cash app <laughs> whatever <laughs> oh man uh, or at Stay Target Pod. My GoFundMe. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. You could have a GoFundMe uh, for an entirely different podcast. The Human Fund. Um, you can <laughs> uh, please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. 
What happened to that uh, the podcast that you started with uh, JJ? It was like dropping eaves or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, we don't. We're not consistent. We're not. That was my. I love. That's my like my favorite. I think about that name all the time. Actually. Oh, uh, you should just you should just steal it because we haven't done it. <laughs> See, yeah, you should buy it from them. We uh, had like yeah. we had like two regular ris- listeners in Brazil or something. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.